Therefore, O Lord, O Transcendence, kindly help us by giving us power to execute Bhakti Yoga so that we can control our restless minds and fix them upon you. We are all infected by your illusory energy. Therefore, we are very attached to the body which is full of stool and urine and anything related with the body. Except for devotional service, there is no way to give up this attachment. Therefore, kindly bestow upon us this benediction. The Lord advises in Bhagavad Gita, Manmanabhava Matpakto Matya Jeevana Maskuru. The perfect yoga system consists of always thinking of Krishna, always engaging in devotional service, always worshipping Krishna and always offering obeisances unto Him. Unless we practice this yoga system, our illusory attachment for this bad body, which is full of stool and urine, is impossible to give up. The perfection of yoga consists of giving up attachment for this body and bodily relationships and transferring that attachment to Krishna. We are very attached to material enjoyment. But when we transfer the same attachment to Krishna, we traverse the path of liberation. One has to practice his yoga system and none other. Swayam Dupa Kadamayam Dadapiswa Kadampikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Uta Kadakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavamsha Sri Rupam Sakrajatam Sahagana Ragunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sarvaitam Savadukam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Pada Sahagana Dalita Sri Kushakam Tamsha Shri Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinamando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Anadarada Kanta Namakure Tapkatanchana Gaurangira Devrinda Vrishwari Vrishabhadishte Devi Tanamami Nishriya Panchatakatakasya Pamsindhu Yadevacha Tadikanam Pavanendyo Vaishnavendyo Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nitya Nanda Shri Advaita Vadadara Shri Vasavi Gauravakta Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama Rama Hare Hare Here we conclude coming to the concluding prayer of Narakuni, the uh, empowered incarnation with empowered Bhakti Shakti. So he is offering his prayers to Naranarayana Rishi. The glorious qualities of Naranarayana were brought out in the earlier
verses as to how they are endowed with qualities of detachment without false ego and even though they are dealing with the material nature uh, as the Lord is observing the activities of the living entities and also observing the material nature his um, glance does not contaminate him he is not giving material nature to enjoy And we also saw his um, magnanimity in terms of being uh, merciful to those who are endeavoring in the path of self-realization. And that's um, how he's been called, uh, called as Upashama Shila. He was mastered the senses, having no attachment to the material world, and he is uh, the best of the self-realized person and he is the Akinchana Vittaya who is the only asset of persons who have no material possessions. Namo Akinchana Vittaya, same which Mother um, Kunti also says about Lord Krishna. Swam Akinchana Pocha. You are the assets of one who has no other shelter. Then the other great qualities are being brought out as to how the Lord is a master of the material creation and He maintains and He annihilates. Yet He is completely free from false prestige. He may have a body like us, but he is unaffected by bodily tribulations like hunger, thirst and fatigue. As I mentioned, he is witnessing everything, but he is not polluted by the objects of the senses. <coughs> then, Narakuni quotes the explanation given by Lord Brahma how the yogis give up their material body with full detachment simply by placing their minds on the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord. So that is called as the perfection of yoga. Because the theme of detachment is being stressed upon in the prayers and transferring of attachment from matter to spirit. That is also being talked about and the perfection of yoga. Now the contrast is being brought with um, a materialist whose attachment is more towards is absorbed in present bodily comforts and what will they get in the future. <coughs> this is their um, absorption, this is where their thinking is, this is where their uh, efforts are going towards until the end of their life, they are attached to, they are absorbed in the thoughts of their wives, children, wealth. 
దేహాగ్రత కలత్రాలు సో దీస్ ఆర్ ఆల్ ఇన్ఫాలిబుల్ సోల్జర్స్ వన్ థింగ్స్ దాట్ హీ విల్ బీ ప్రొటెక్టెడ్ బై హిస్ ఓన్ బెల్త్ హిస్ ఓన్ బాడీ హిస్ ఓన్ ఫ్రెండ్స్ అండ్ రిలేటివ్స్ దే ఆర్ కన్సిడర్స్ ఇన్ఫాలిబుల్ సోల్జర్స్ ఇన్ వెన్ ఫేస్ విత్ ది insurmountable time now the contrast is being brought out in exporting now that is a that's how the material is clear even if a krishna conscious person is having the same mentality then what is the use of him having studied the shastras it is shama eva kevalam Having read the translations, I just wanted to recite the prayers. <coughs> Starting from text 11. O Namo Bhagavate Upashanam Shilaya Uparata Anatmyaya Namaha Namaha Akinchana Vithaya Rishi Vishabhaya Naranarayanaya Paramahamsa Paramahurate Atmaram Adipadaye Namaha Namaha Iti కర్తాశ్రకాభిషోగనోనపద్యతేషోగనోనోక్తోపిత్రష్టుర్నదృగ్యసే యోగ then controlling the restless minds so that's how another one means therefore therefore as continuation of the previous verse uh, instead of wasting time um, in material thoughts getting absorbed in maintaining the body and those who are connected to the body this attachment to the body is very hard to give up hmm? my dear lord please give us the strength to execute the bhakti yogi bhakti yoga sorry by which we can come out of this attachment and the strong establishment of the bhakti yoga process as a only method is being brought out and the same is getting reflected in shri prabhupada's purport one has to practice this yoga system and none other so what i thought is to touch upon the theme of detachment from material activities and attachment to the lord that's how the prophet puts a concise statement in the 15th chapter of the very first verse the basic principle of devotional service is detachment from material activities 
Now, if we stop there, if we stop just with detachment from material activities, what we have done is we are detached from matter and we have also detached ourselves from anything spiritual. Where we will end up is in at the most the Brahman platform, where there is only such aspect of the Lord. Jiva being Satchitananda will not be happy there. So therefore, attachment, the next part of the statement goes like this. Attachment to the transcendental service of the Lord. So that's what takes us and qualifies us to enter the abode of the Lord and serve Him. Now, what makes the living entity become attached and that's being described with Shri Prabhupada and how the um, step-by-step fall-down sequence he mentions in 15.20 Bhagavad Gita purport. So, we'll be reading sections from that. <coughs> so, the Jiva has the unlawful desire for lording it over the material nature. So, that's what he is getting attached to. And how does that happen is described nicely in 15.20. Now, the context is still about is talking about those devotees who are seriously trying to practice Krishna consciousness in the association of the devotees. Now, in that context, what is the most important thing that one has to confront and surmount and give up is the weakness of heart. Mm. You are in the association of devotees, you are practicing Krishna consciousness, that's all good, but internally you must give up this weakness of heart. So the first fall down is caused by the desire to lord it over material nature. You have a specific amount of time, energy, and you are situated in a particular place, if all that time and energy and desire, the attachment is towards lording the material nature, what happens? You give up service, service mentality, you give up that transcendental loving service of the Supreme Lord. That's what happens. As a result of that weakness, that's how the first fall down happens. And the second weakness of heart, Prabhupada says, is that one increases the propensity to lord over the material nature, he becomes attached to matter and the possession of matter. That's what is being talked about. Possessions related to me and mine, aham, mamtam. Problems of material existence are due to these weaknesses of heart. So, desire to lord over material nature, then increase giving up of transcendental service to the Lord, then you increase your propensity to lord over material nature and you become attached to matter and the possession of matter. 
Why is this? Because the jiva is um, by nature pleasure seeking. Now what the material nature does offer is a variety of enjoyment through the five elements. Each element has got its own way of attracting us The ether element provides the space for the living entity and it also acts as a base for the prana, the life force and that acts as a uh, place for the senses and the mind. The air element actually is responsible for pushing a living entity towards the sense objects. The senses are running towards the sense objects. That's because of the light has. The fire element is what does the transformation and that is what is responsible for creating hunger and thirst and that provokes you to eat, drink, Internally, that's what, and externally, fire gives the ability to cook, to digest, that's, uh, sorry, that's internal, ability to cook and then to destroy coal. So, this is how fire gives the comforts and allures, and it provides facilities. So, moving on to water. So the hunger and thirst created by fire can be quenched by water. So thirst is quenched by water, so that gives satisfaction, it is moistening, it gives light, it extinguishes heat, and it has the tendency to soften things. Fire transforms, water softens. Then the earth element provides a place for sustenance and a sense of steadiness and also the power of accommodating. So this is how the five elements, they give their sangha and they bind us. Then above that is the three modes which also give us their sangha association. Because that's what the living entity wants. He wants a lot of material interest. So this is how um, you get bond. You, um, the allurement is there, you go and interact and then you get bond. <clears throat> that's how we see that the elements are there, the modes are there, goodness, passion, ignorance. Then a living entity goes and associates so what do we call a person in the mode of goodness? He is a sattvic person. What do we call a person in the mode of passion? A rajasic person. Now the person who is individually uncontaminated, when in, contam when in contact with the modes, he becomes an embodiment of that and we call him sattvic, rajasic, tamasic person. Interestingly, the word sick, the English sick is related to Rajasik and Tamasik. Unregulated sense enjoyment 
getting into more of passion and ignorance leads to sickness. So this is how mods give their sangha, guna sangheya, bhagnati, so it binds you. So mode of goodness binds you with happiness, knowledge, satisfaction and the sense of superiority over others, pride. So passion binds you to fruitive activities and ignorance to indolence, madness and sleep. So you get the association, you get bound. You get other association, you get bound. It's like that. And then there's a whole competition going on between the modes itself and we are stuck in that, we identify with that mode and we are induced to lord over material nature and in that process we give up the service to the Supreme Lord. Now how do we overcome these modes and how do we Krishna 
to the spiritual master. Because at the moment we don't have direct contact with Krishna, but we have to show the dedication and sincerity for who to be shown to in this material world, that is to the spiritual master. So, by these activities, you are setting a common platform on which you can interact with the Lord. And only when you have a common platform and common qualities, then you can have a relationship. And for that relationship to last longer, these qualities have to be maintained and sustained with the focus of full surrender to the Supreme Lord. Without connection to the um, pure devotion and complete surrender, these qualities in themselves have no value. Even detachment does not have any value. As we saw earlier, just detachment will get you up to the point of when we are drama. These qualities have to be applied, as Krishna described in the 13th chapter, the items of knowledge starting from humility, pridelessness, tolerance, steadfastness, and so on. All that has to lead to un, uh, unmotivated devotional service to the Lord. And that itself Krishna will explain, Acharya Upasana, as I mentioned. That's how in this material world you show your dedication to the spiritual master. The same <coughs> applies showing dedication to the Supreme Lord in the spiritual world. Now, as you are doing this process, what happens is you gain the favor of the Lord. Because the Lord is the master of both matter and spirit, <coughs> He says that uh, this is my divine energy. And because you are surrendering to the Lord, even though the uh, material energy is insurmountable, with this Trigunamai Maya, the Lord arranges for releasing the conditioned soul. Because He is a master, He can tell that material energy to um, remove the, gradually remove that covering, remove the infliction on the sufferings and all that. So by the favor of the Lord, you come out of the material entanglement, that which we saw earlier in terms of the uh, allurements given by the five elements and by the binding of the nodes, you are slowly coming out. Now this knowledge which the um, 
devotees, we get the association of devotees, that acts as a vital force or the energy for us to sustain the spiritual life. Satam Prasanga Dhamma Vidya. So that in the association of devotees, if you discuss, they give you the knowledge how to deal with the modes, how to deal with matter in a way to liberate you. That gives you detachment and also you need to have positive attachment to the Lord and His service and that is given through the um, discussion of the topics of the Supreme Lord in the association of devotees. Amamvirya Samhito. Then the attachment to the matter is slowly becoming transferred to attachment to devotees and attachment to the Lord. Prasangam Adaram Pasham. The same thing which binds you uh, as Pasham can, when you transfer that attachment to the devotees and the Lord, it can be um, cut. And this effort one has to do of cutting his um, attachment to matter and developing attachment towards the Lord and his devotees and his abode that he has to do with determination. So that's why Asanga, Shastrena, Dridena, the weapon of knowledge, the weapon of detachment is given. And it is interesting to note that the sword of knowledge is given by Lord Krishna, but the strength to lift that sword and actually do the cutting is that strength is given by Lord Balaram. So that is interestingly discussed in one of the Bhagavatam uh, verses which we will share. In purport to 7:15:45, the 7:15, um, the chapter in seventh canto, chapter 15 talks about the instructions to civilized human beings. So there, in the 45th verse, in the purport. The verse contains a statement or a portion of it has called Jnanasin Achutavala. Jnanasin, the, the sword of knowledge is given by Krishna. And when one serves the Guru and Krishna in order to hold the sword of Krishna's instructions, Balaram gives one strength. So Krishna gives you the sword of knowledge and Lord Balaram gives you the strength to hold the sword and actually cut. This is how we understand the role of the spiritual master who is able to take the instructions of the Lord and then make them into a daily routine for us. If you observe the morning program, there's got all the five potent forms of devotional service which give immense benefits. All 
hide and include it. <clears throat> One may say I am not in the holy dawn, but with the transfer of consciousness and then the transfer of attachment, Prabhupada says that this place is not Melbourne. It is actually Vrindavan. If you allow yourself to be enjoyed by Krishna, then this place is not Melbourne. This is Vrindavan. Then we have worship of the deities. Then discussion of Srimad Bhagavatam. Chanting of the holy name. <coughs> worship of Guru and the deities. So this is how the process is being um, made into a practice for the sadhakas to practice daily and then that constant practice makes you build good devotional empowering habits. Through that one <coughs> gradually gives up the unwanted habits. So this is the um, the power of an, an Acharya, and that's why the founder of Acharya is he has the vision of <coughs> vision and the ability to take the instructions which are there in the Shastra, which is coming down to the Goswami, and for us to practice in our day to day life as a schedule and then a list of devotional things to do, and then that sets us up in the um, correct path and through that what happens is the desires to lord over material nature that slowly goes away because bhakti has the potency of removing the unwanted the unwanted things are the unarthas Anatta is that, Artha is value, Anatta is that which is not value. So our desires can be based on the Anathas or our desires can be based on the value system which is based on Bhakti. Our desires can be based on the value system which is the Varnashrama duties and the Pancharatra duties. So our desires can have roots on can be based on these two. What Bhakti does is it removes the desires which are unwanted. Chedo Dharpana Mahajanam Anastha Nibriti. So that's why uh, when describing the process of surrender in the fifth chapter, those who are done with the lust bring with the karma. Vritti is that inclination to go towards that. Vinivritta is giving up that inclination. Completely giving up is that Vinivritta. Karma. Giving up that desire to lord over material nature. That happens by uh, this positive attachment, those desires which are based on the value system, that is to fulfill Guru's instruction, to engage in devotional service to um, do your activities related to your Swadharma, which is your um, uh, which is
is your actual duties towards the soul. And then there is um, dharma which you need to do to maintain your body. Varnashandarma, those duties. So, desires which are based on these two, bhakti fulfills those desires. So, by simultaneously doing these two, one gradually becomes detached from the aham mamakam consumption, which is very difficult to give up. And then the most important thing is he also gets the positive attachment towards serving the Lord. Why? Because his illusion is now removed and he is now free from the false association. Now Lord Krishna just to inspire the fire of inspiration within the living entities to come back to him to create that eagerness he gives knowledge which is both numinous numinous means that which invokes spiritual emotions within you that's why to get that positive attachment one may wonder where will I go what will I do you are asking me to leave this material world okay what sort of place am I entering into because here we see that uh, we have facilities. If I go to the spiritual world, what is awaiting me? So Krishna gives that information to draw that source of inspiration, attachment from you. That's how transferring of attachment happens. Prabhupada says and he urges us that one has to take this information and he must transfer his attachment from material world to spiritual world. So this is coming from the 15.6 words where Krishna gives this information. Nathat Pashyate Suryokna Shashankorna Pavakaha Yadgatvamna Nivartante Tanthama Paramahama Because the living entity wants a stable situation. You have to be situated. Now if I am leaving the material world and entering from the Jyoti, then after that, where will I go? So that information is given so that it increases that attachment, gives that attraction. You don't have to be worried about uh, sun, moon and electricity, fire and all that. My place is not illumined by all of that. And once you reach, you never come back. So this will invoke the spiritual emotions and most importantly as Krishna has previously has also said that he is the seed-giving father. Which means he is establishing that loving relationship that you are my living entities, you are my eternal fragmented parts and I am your seed-giving father. So that's the affection, the call of love of Lord Krishna where he is saying that know your nature, know my nature, know my abode, which is Golokapitara, stop transmigrating in this 
cycle and come back to my abode. This is like just like a loving father persuading his kids and somewhere sort of love one may even repeat it, things. Hey, give it up, give it up, come back, come back, come back, like that. So that sense of urgency is there in the Lord and it's reflected in the Prophet's purpose where he repeatedly says one should search out and Society dedicated to Krishna consciousness and learn how to discharge devotional service. In this way, he can cut off his attachment to the material world. One should transfer his attachment from the material world to the spiritual world. So that transference of attachment is also crucial because we don't just talk with being detached. We also have to have positive attachment to devotional activities and one of the ways Krishna inspires is by giving this information. In the purport, Prabhupada says that one may be um, thinking that this material attraction is too hard for me to give up. What to do? The Prabhupada recommends take up Krishna consciousness and practice it. And then gradually both will happen. Detachment from matter and attachment to Krishna. One may think that, okay, this information about the spiritual world and all that is too high for me to relate at this stage. I'm too attached to myself at this point. Now, is there a way to begin? And that Krishna does give knowledge, which is phenomenal, which can be um, understood through your own senses. And that's why as we discuss the five elements, Krishna explains that what are you looking for in those elements? The essence is me. I am the taste of water, warmth of the fire, the stability of the earth, the fragrance. All of that is me. So, um, the light of the moon through which the vegetables are getting nourished, the light of the sun through which your daily activities are getting scheduled, the fire which you use for cooking, all that is coming from me. So when doing daily activities, when we are dealing with earth, water, fire, air, sun, electricity, Prabhupada says if we start to appreciate that this is the Lord's energy, there begins your advancement in Krishna consciousness. Even if you are not able to understand this higher knowledge of the spiritual world, start where you are, in that position, even if you are attracted to, even if you are the Anamaya platform, where is my next food? The, the taste of the food is coming from the moonlight that is given by Krishna, appreciated. The taste of the water that is from Krishna, appreciated. My daily activities are governed by sunlight, that's coming from Krishna, appreciated. By that appreciation, 
your Krishna consciousness, advancement begins. Even the fire of digestion, the food will not taste good if you don't have the fire inside you to digest it. That is also Krishna. So the fire used for cooking, that's Krishna. The fire inside you to digest the food, that's also Krishna. So appreciate it. So by such appreciation, you begin your advancement. Now this uh, appreciation of the five elements, how to deal with it, this you can apply when you are doing your Varnashram duties, when you are going out, um, there is no going out, you are working from home, mostly, unless you are running a business or something. So you deal with people, you deal with money, uh, matter, everything, so you see everything in connection with the Lord and do that um, in a way that you develop spiritual habits even when you are dealing with matter. How um, His Holiness Satyananda Maharaj puts it is that when you starting the day's work, before that if you are doing some devotional activities like chanting, um, he does that. Maharaj mentions that in connection with chanting Gayatri and just extending it. So, the spiritual activity that you're doing, you know that you have to deal with material energy at some time that's coming up. So, my dear Lord, kindly protect me. And that's the same mood. Uh, give me the strength to perform devotional service. That's what Narayana is asking. So, we pray in that mood. Um, then we take up the Varnashram duty. So in the middle of the day, when you pray for lunch, where Maharaj says, you will be in the mode of Rajaguna. Although you might start up in Satguna, you might have entered Rajaguna. Pause, think about all this duty. In the lunch break, you will drink water, you will have food. At that time, when you are doing all those activities, apply whatever you have learned. This is where the philosophy is put into practice and when you consistently practice, it becomes a habit. So, when we are saying Sarira Amityata, we have to say it with, with more presence. When you are saying that, appreciating that. <coughs> and then, uh, this is even an Ayurvedic um, recommendation strictly for me for my body type is that when you eat, you just focus on eating, appreciating the taste, everything. And of course, you know the taste is coming from Krishna. When you do that, then the food, you know when, what is enough and sufficient for you and when to stop. If you're doing so many other things and eating, um, first of all, devotionally, you're not respecting the sadhu. And we won't get into the habit of putting whatever we have learned into practice. The fire inside me, how cooking is, moonlight is happening, all that I appreciate and have on to serve. So, uh, introduce few more devotional 
practices in connection to the major events, one of them is your lunch break. Few more prayers and we chanted prayers before or after lunch. And then you also pray to the Lord during lunch break that whatever activities I have done till now, I am dedicating the results to you. And whatever I am going to do for the rest of the day, that is also for you. Because in the mode of passion, it's good to pause, reflect and offer the results back to the Lord and be prepared for the rest of the day. And thinking that that's also for the pleasure of the Lord. Then, by the end of the day, again, it's time to chant Gayatri or time to do devotional activities. At that time, dedicate all the results of all the activities you've done to the Lord. It's for your pleasure. I tried my best to do all this. I'm offering everything back to you. Now, I am about to enter the mode of ignorance, so kindly protect me. Then, to discuss Shastra, read, chant Gayatri, and again, With that mood, you enter the next, the last part of your day. So this is a way to deal with the restless mind. One of the ways is developing these kind of spiritual habits. Because when doing Varnashram Dharma duties, we cannot be exclusively fixing our mind on Krishna. That you do in your 4 to 9 part. And you do in your duties for your, um, for the soul. Um, but during Varnashram period, that period, you apply this uh, habits part which Maharaj says. And then deal with the material nature and calm down your materialistic, uh, restless mind. Now, coming to the point about when you are doing your duties for the soul, at that time also Maharaj makes a very crucial point how one has to calm the restless mind by having a service attitude. You have to turn your face towards the Lord Sevan Mukehi. So, this is the time when I am going to deal exclusively with the Lord, my devotional activities, my devotional services are directly chanting, reading Bhagavatam, or discussing Bhagavad Gita, reciting verses, all that. And that, before doing that activity, how do you get into the proper frame of mind? It is by affirming what your actual position is and Maharaj actually gives taking from the Shastras how one has to have that Sambandha Gyan one has to enter into that awareness of relationship when doing direct activities of Bhakti so that we get the spiritual attachment. So what one has to do is, you know, like a three-step process, which sets you up in the right frame of mind, and you are, you know who you are, who the Lord is, and 
uh, what is this material world about? So, uh, he says three things to say. First statement, this is to establish your spiritual essence and identity. So this, this is how the statement goes. I am an atomic particle of consciousness and Krishna's eternal servant. This is the first thing you say before you begin all your devotional activities. I am an atomic particle of consciousness and Krishna's eternal servant. This establishes your position, your actual position, not a contaminated part, the Jiva Swarupa. I may not know what my spiritual form is at the moment. So to relate to a real life example, when I am studying in my year 10, year 12, I don't know which college I will go to, which company I will work for, but still what did I do? I start with the process. So we don't know how to work for at this point, but still we will stick to the process. I am an atomic particle of consciousness and Krishna's eternal servant. That's the first step. Second step. Establishing a relationship with Krishna. Krishna is going out and saying and he is repeatedly saying, I am your father. And that is what we have to establish by saying this statement. Krishna is the infinite conscious entity and my only master. Krishna is the infinite conscious entity and my only master. This establishes the, the connection. So you establish who you are, who the Lord is. Now, the third step is, we haven't reached the spiritual world yet. We are in this material world. Now, the third step talks about what is my connection in the material world. The material world is meant to reform my absent-minded tendencies. So this is the third statement one has to say. The material world is meant to reform my absent-minded tendencies. This three things, connecting your spiritual essence and identity, connecting to Krishna and establishing your proper relationship with the material world, what you are doing is, you are giving up your tendency to lord over material nature which caused you to give up service to the Lord you're giving that up, you are turning towards the Lord in a favorable, in a mood which is favorable Seva Mukha, so the Mukha, the face is turned towards the Lord in the mood of service Seva Mukhehi Jiva Ho Swayam Eva Swaratyata so that's, that's happening you have established your relationship with Krishna because you said Krishna is my master, maintainer, is the infinite conscious entity and my only master, father. That's how Krishna says, you are my Amsa. So you have established that part. And third is, Mahamaya Dhuratyaya, Dukkalaya Ashashtaka. This material world is meant to reform my action-minded tendencies. So you can be detached from the material world. So by repeating these statements, before you begin spiritual practices, you are establishing yourself in proper samadhi jnana. 
and you are taking a deep process of bhakti, then the process will reveal its potency and it will work. The process seems to be very simple, chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. The mantra is the same. When you go to office, is the daily situation is the same? When you're dealing with business, is the daily situation is the same? No, when you're dealing with family members, your spouse, children, are they going to behave exactly in the same way that you like, you dream? No, every day it's changing, but what's happening in bhakti? Bhakti is the same process. Chant the same mantra, but you need to have this proper samadhyana, this attitude um, which is favorable. If that is not there, then we may be practicing for many years, and I'm talking about myself. The result may be delayed or it may not come. So Maharaj writes that if one chants without the samadhyana, he is chanting only the shadow names, not the actual names. So extending that concept to the whole bhakti process, if you're doing it without this consciousness or without these samadha jnana, it may become yet another mundane activity. You don't have the effect of chetuza uh, pranamadhanam and you don't have the effect of fulfilling all your spiritual desires. So therefore, um, establish yourself in proper samadhyam and then begin your proper uh, devotional activities. Thereby, we get the full benefit, full potency of the bhakti act upon us. Okay, so thus we saw how the uh, reasons for the fall on how Jiva gets contacted through the matter for his, for his own learning to over mentality, uh, how to cut the attachments to the root through the weapon of detachment. Krishna gives the sword, Lord Balaram gives us the strength. Then we saw about how the process has to be followed in the association of the devotees. The effect of that, you become detached from matter, matter can be used properly so that it liberates you. Most importantly, we get the spiritual potency, medium, the attachment to the Supreme Lord and His abode. We also saw how the Lord gives information about His spiritual world and how He is urging us to come back to Him and how Srila Prabhupada has masterminded the Bhakti program for us to include all the potent forms of the devotion in the morning program itself. And then finally we saw while doing Bhagavad Gita's how we must apply what we have learned, the practices and the habits. And we also saw when doing Bhakti how you must situate yourself before beginning Bhakti and when doing Bhakti if you get diverted bring the attention back to this samanagyam and continue bhakti. So thereby you get the full potency of uh, bhakti process.
So I will um, conclude there and see if there are any questions or comments, corrections. You mentioned about the value system. Yeah, value system. Yeah, so the desires can be based on your past impressions, your past bad habits. The impressions also which are bad. Okay, impressions can be good and bad. So desires which are arising out of bad impressions, which forces you to do bad things, and that is the which has no value, that is the anathas. Okay. So, bhakti acts at the level of removing those bad impressions also. It is interesting you brought this point. Maharaj's um, prayers talks about removing those impressions and the ignorance which are the root of the anathas. Um, and the desires were coming out of those anathas and vasanas. The vasanas themselves were removed, the ignorance itself is removed. Then those desires to act upon them and be. So that's how bhakti is powerful, that it goes to the root, attacking the root and removing it. So this was um, 7922 talks about. Removing the uh, ignorance from the subtle body, Kalo Vashikrita Visrija Visaraka Shakti. So, through time, the gunas are agitated, and then the vasanas um, inside the person comes out. So, Vashikrita Visarka Visarka Shakti. Through that power of the Lord, please remove the ignorance in my subtle body. So that are the desires which are based on um, the anathas. Of course, you have uh, good impressions um, to go to temple or to recite the shastras or to help somebody. All that you know that okay, you understand that desires can be based on the good impressions. They are called as abhilashas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So those abhilashas also can have contamination related to karma and jnana. Okay. The value system which Guru gives is much above these. It's not based on anathas, it is not based on your own personal um, aspiration, which is based on your good impression, which is abhilashas, no stealth desires. I want to build a hospital, I want to become a great Ashtanga yogi, and then help others, and then bring them. Now there's nothing wrong in all the, that. Only thing is, you should put Krishna in the, as a first, understand that it is for him that I am doing all this. So that's how bhakti process is more like you start with Krishna and then you connect everything to him rather than starting from the platform of
karma, which is what I can do this, then for my own selfish reason there is no yoga. But if I want to connect, then I will give up the results of what I am doing, a part of it. So that uh, has still contamination. So what Guru does is, he takes us to the Anya Abhilashas. So Abhilashas may be um, not directly related to Bhakti, but he will bring it to Bhakti. So that's how desires are based on the value system, which could be your own good impressions and your own good practices. So Varnashana based duties and then pure devotion, that's another value system of pure devotion. And then the desires which are based on another, we don't uh, work, we don't, we become detached from them. And then we become attached to all these. Whatever Guru says, we become attached to that. So that's how the attachment detachment thing works. But Bhakti works both the ways. So it removes the anathas, it fulfills your uh, exclusive desire to serve the Lord. Okay. Jai. 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 Jai.